Although rare, the occurrence of CIED infection is an important complication which can and must be treated effectively. Infections can occur at any time during the lifetime of the device, even many years after the implantation, and so may be overlooked. Welcome to the CIED Infection Podcast. Optimise the treatment of comorbidities such as diabetes and heart failure. Hello, dear ladies and gentlemen, dear audience. Welcome to this podcast on device infection. My name is Dan Ator, a professor of cardiology at Oslo University Hospital in Norway. And throughout the episodes in this podcast series, we learned that when a patient has a device infection, early device removal is mandatory. Now, you might be asking yourself, what can we actually do to prevent device infections? For that, I will speak to Professor Karina Blomström Lundqvist at the Universities of Uppsala and Örebro in Sweden. And she's actually the lead author of the European Devices Infection Guidelines. Welcome, Karina. Hi, Dan. Nice to see you. So let's start with the general question, what are the key steps to prevent device infection? Well, Dan, the prevention of infection starts with preventive actions while referring the patient for a device implantation. For example, is the patient in his or her most optimal condition? The second step is uh, the prevention starts with preventive measures at the time of implantation and continuous with good clinical practice for lab procedures and cleanliness. The third step is the secondary bacteremia seeding after the procedure. That is, the infection can occur many years after the implantation. And here is, of course, the most important um, method is to detect and not to miss this infection because it's difficult to prevent. Yes, exactly. This is already giving us a very concise overview. And let us go into depth with regard to the chronologic situation of a device patient, namely starting with the pre-implantation. What should one consider to take action on at the referral of a, of a patient, how, how can the referrals reduce the risk of infection? Yeah, this is an important issue to optimize the condition of the patient, so optimize the, treat, the treatment of comorbidities such as diabetes and heart failure of the patient. It's also important, of course, to treat temporary conditions such as skin infection or any intercurrent infections, fever, illness. And that may result in a slight delay of the implantation procedure. But of course, it's uh, more important to postpone a procedure than to risk an infection. If possible, you should also consider to temporarily discontinue medications that may increase the risk for hematoma, like antiplatelets and anticoagulation uh, therapy. I think you're raising really important and excellent points. And I, I recognize 
of course, the dilemma, nobody is happy to postpone an elective, a scheduled procedure, but in order to optimize the outcome and the safety, it is really sometimes the best choice. What about other infections, like a simple tooth infection? Yeah, I agree with you. Tooth infection should, of course, be managed before implantation, but that uh, relates to all infections. All infections should be managed before implantation to reduce the risk for a device infection. Absolutely, this is understood. Do you have any other clear advices regarding steps that are being taken just before the procedure? Well, we know from randomized trials that preoperative antibiotics given uh, as an infusion one hour before the procedure reduces the risk for infection dramatically. So that is a standard uh, procedure to give preoperative antibiotics. Also, if possible, to remove temporary pacing wire or intravenous lines, which also reduces the risk for infection. Absolutely, that, that makes sense. So that brings us actually to the very procedure. Um, during implantation, what could physicians and staff healthcare professionals at the hospital setting take action? Yeah, this is an important part as well. First of all, you should minimize the number of people in the operating room. And you should use uh, a room with uh, surgical facilities. But I think most important is to have an experienced implanter because you know that a prolonged procedure or a reoperation dramatically increases the risk of infection. So if an experienced implanter will sort of reduce the risk for infection, good surgical techniques is also a factor that is important. It reduces the risk for bleeding and thereby it prevents pocket hematoma. And you know, pocket hematoma increases the risk for infection eight to 10 times. So that is important. Another um, measure is to use an antibacterial envelope in high risk patients. And of course, you know, the high risk patients uh, are, for example, CRTD patients. So that should be considered or patients coming for a reimplantation. In some cases, you may choose to use a leadless device, such as a leadless pacemaker or even a subcutaneous ICD in very high risk patients. Yes, these are excellent points. It's really important to, to have these in mind for the entire operative uh, scenario. And that brings us actually to the post-operative setting. Are there any considerations that the follow-up physician should take, you, you believe? Well, I think that if uh, you have a patient with a hematoma, a pocket hematoma, do not puncture the hematoma because that really increases the risk for infection. That is one of the most important messages. Yes, very important. That's an important learning point as well. We actually discussed in previous podcast uh, versions that infection can occur even years after an implantation. Is there anything that can be done to prevent that type of infection? Well, this is a very important issue. We should indeed be aware that infection can occur at any time. 
for example, after a dental procedure or a renal infection. So message continues to be, be alert about these patients. It's difficult to prevent, but do not miss a device infection. Wonderful. I think that gave us a, a great overview over, over what, what can be done. And the safety of uh, device patients is, is really of highest importance. Thank you very much, Karina, for sharing these insights. Again, I have learned very interesting ways to better help device patients. With this, I'd like to close our podcast and you at the audience, you can find more information on deviceinfection.com. Thank you for following. Thank you. This series of podcasts is intended to increase awareness of CIED infection and the life-saving treatment of CIED system extraction. This podcast is supported by Philips.